Hello, everyone. Welcome into Yelling from the Couch. I'm Brent Humphreys, joined by my co-host, Joey Mullins. Joey, how you doing? I'm doing good, buddy. How are you? I'm doing all right. Uh, we're going to sit here and we're going to pick uh, this Week 12 college football matchups. But uh, we just uh, kind of – we're recording right after our Bengals uh, had a very tough loss, uh, losing Joe Burrow. Uh, didn't have T. Higgins, didn't play well. Uh, Jake Browning was there, uh, you know, kind of disappointing. But, uh, yeah, man, it, it happens, I guess. Hopefully Burrow can come back and, and get this season back on track. They're now 5-5. Five and five, But, uh, yeah, it wasn't the best uh, Thursday night game for us. No. He's got a, he's got a tall task on him ahead, so – I mean, their schedule's not too bad, but <clears throat> I mean, still, you know, you got to have your star player in the game. Yeah, definitely got to have Burrow, but uh, that's the NFL. But we're here. We're going to pick our NCAA football picks for the week on the top 25, as we've been picking lately. So uh, we'll go ahead and we'll jump right in, Joey, with this uh, top 25 slate. Looks like a somewhat kind of slow week in it you know it's the next to last week of the season uh we got thanksgiving coming up next week and uh, a lot of rivalry games next weekend but uh, we'll check out the slate here and we'll, we'll make our picks sounds good the, let's get into it the, the first game is a, the first uh, 12 o'clock matchup i guess it's the big noon kickoff this week number three michigan travels to maryland to face the maryland terrapins Michigan's a 19-point favorite. The over-under is 49-and-a-half. Michigan is without Jim Harbaugh, who did not die, but he is suspended for the rest of the regular season. If you've seen some pictures around campus up in Ann Arbor, you may think, you know, what happened to Harbaugh? RIP, but no, that's not the case. He's just suspended. Joey, what do you think about this matchup? What do you think about the silliness up there in Ann Arbor? Well, it's it's completely it's completely crazy, but you know, I mean, they beat Penn State twenty four fifteen. So, come on, I mean, Maryland's terrible. They're uh, they're terrible in both sports, basketball <laughs> and football. So, I mean, I don't see Michigan. Uh, Michigan covers everything here. The spread, I mean, everything. I mean, it's it's Michigan hands down. I mean, they're they're just a better team, man. Thirteen and zero. I mean, yeah, the coach. The, I mean, don't get me wrong. The coach has a lot to do with it, but these players approved when they went out. They beat Penn State, which was their first. Everybody said it's their first legitimate test. You know, like oh my God, they're playing somebody that's actually good, and they handle business. So. I don't see them any different here. Yeah, I'm rolling with you on this one, man. Michigan's a 19-point favorite. Like you said, they're covering that easily. Maryland, they started off the season, I believe, 5-0 and and or 1-4 and since and have just been horrible in Big Ten play. Uh, I think that the over is probably going to hit, and it's probably going to be more the over for Michigan. <laughs> you know, it's going to be like a – I could see them coming out like 45 to, you know, 7 or 14. I mean, it's not going to be a whole lot of competition there. Uh, Blake Corm, you could probably mark it down. He's scoring a touchdown. 
because that's what he does. All he does is score touchdowns. Uh, they Michigan showed last week that they could play any kind of style of ball. Like uh, they play a slow down, slug it out matchup like they did with Penn State and win. I think they'll win and set up a big showdown next Saturday, like we all thought, without Harbaugh. Mm-hmm. And we'll see mm-hmm. if that makes any difference or not. But uh, I've got Michigan here covering and hitting the over. I agree. I just can't wait to our our next week uh, pickums for for this one here. Oh yeah, it, it's going to be it's going to be a good one. <laughs> the next matchup this week coming up, it's going to be a good one right here. This could be the matchup of the week. The Chattanooga, <laughs> whatever they are, has traveled to Tuscaloosa to face those Alabama Crimson Tide, number eight in the nation. There is no point spread, no over-under on this one. Tickets are as low as nine bucks to get into this one. Joey, what do you think about this matchup right here? Well, I mean, I I mean, look, they got a 1% chance, bro. I mean, hey, it could happen. But, I mean, it's not going to happen. I mean, Alabama is going to come out. They're going to they're going to come out firing. It, it's going to be. I mean, it's just going to be a good old fashioned clobber. I mean, if you know, I mean, we're from Kentucky, so if you want to call it just a good old fashioned clobber, that's what it's going to be. I mean, it. it, it I mean, this game is not even close at all. Oh man! So there's no point spread. There's no over under to pick here. It's it's no. there's the reason why there's not one. Uh, Alabama's probably going to win by forty. Uh, they come out last week and they just absolutely beat down my Kentucky Wildcats from start to finish in Kentucky. No different this week. They're going to come down. They're going to beat Chattanooga. Um, you know Alabama. They're just going to roll out onto the field and just. I mean, they could play their second string and it probably wouldn't even be competitive. Uh, give me Alabama to win this one, and if there was a point spread, I would probably take Alabama still. <laughs> but Alabama's winning this; it's not even a, <laughs> not even going to be a game. So it wouldn't matter what the point spread was. You're taking Alabama. There's no matter. There's no matter in that. I'm taking Alabama. The next matchup, twelve o'clock matchup, the number ten Louisville Cardinals travel to Miami to face the Miami Hurricanes. Miami is a one-point favorite in this game with the over-under at 46-and-a-half. Joey, who do you like in this matchup? Well, I'm going to be honest with you. This one, this one's going to be close. I mean, I, I'm just – I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, it's going to be close. Um, I don't know. <laughs> it's one of the games like – it's almost like a toss-up. Um I actually got Miami winning this game. And just for the simple fact, they're at home. And, you know, I know, like I said, I know they're coming off two losses, but they come off of two overtime wins against Virginia and Clemson. So, and the two losses, yeah, they lost to NC State, but then they lost to Florida State. So that's a given. But I think Miami comes out and they come out firing, and I think they give Louisville a good game. And I think they win by a touchdown. This is my upset alert right here. Tickets are as low as $6, by the way, to this game. 
Uh, Miami came out yeah. last week and they played Florida State pretty close. They almost had Florida State beat, mm-hmm. but Florida State hung on, won the game. Louisville has only lost one game all year, and that was to Pitt. Louisville's been on a roll. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to pick Louisville to win this game only because I'm looking forward to next Saturday. Louisville comes in on a big high with 10 wins and one loss, puffing their chest out. And I'll make that prediction next week on what I think happens there. But I think Louisville wins this week. Uh, I think that the over is probably – I'm going to say the over is not going to hit in this one. I'm taking the under. But uh, Louisville win and, uh, you know, $6 tickets there if you want it. They're they're there. Hey, the under is definitely going to hit. But remember, when Miami gets our lead, we don't kneel in Miami. No, we definitely don't kneel. And when we don't kneel, we don't win games either. So, uh, you know, that's that's what I always say. (laughs) uh, Hey, 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 it's going to be a competitive game. Just wait and see. I I mean, it it may not be. It may not be. I might be wrong, but I'm just telling you. I just think I think it's going to be a competitive game, and I think either team really is going to be right there to win it. So, but the know. only reason I, the only reason I'm picking Louisville for this is just because of future future yeah. matchup Louisville has. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I really think Miami's got a legitimate shot, dude. I think they can. I think they can pull oh, it off. Yeah, Miami's a one point favorite, so I mean, I could see where. I mean, they're at home too, so I mean, they can win. Yeah. But like I said, my reasons are just are kind of personal reasons why I think Louisville's going to win it, <laughs> just so oh, they can. You get want Louisville to come in. <laughs> you yes. want Louisville to come in with just that one loss, and then you know yes. the Kentucky Wildcats just just put Humble them down next week. Yes. Mm-hmm. Our next matchup in the top twenty-five will be the Rutgers Scarlet Knights heading to. Happy Valley to pay, to face Penn State Nittany Lions, number 12, coming off of a loss to Michigan. Penn State is a 20-and-a-half point favorite. The over-under is 40-and-a-half. Rutgers is coming off of a 24-nothing loss to Iowa. Tickets to this game are as low as five bucks. Joey, what do you think about this matchup in the Big Ten? Hey, I'm about to, put, I'm about to take five bucks and go to this game. Uh I mean, I mean, obviously, I got you know, I got Penn, you know, handling their business. I mean, do you realize that Alar has got twenty-one touchdowns and only one interception on the year? I mean, think about that. He's got twenty-one touchdowns and one pick. I mean, that's crazy. But I mean, I got Penn covering everything here. Um, let me see. What's the over/under? 40 and a half. 40 and a half. I'm probably going to take the under in this game. It's just just, just me. I think I'm going to take the under in this game. <clears throat> I think Penn's going to come out and get 20, 25, 30-point lead, and they're just going to pull everybody, and it's going to be just a beat down. And that's, just, that's just the way I see it. Two weeks ago, Rutgers played Ohio State at Rutgers. Pretty close. Close game all the way around. Thought Rutgers, maybe they got a pretty decent team. Then they go play <laughs> Iowa. And Iowa completely shuts them down, doesn't give them anything. Mm-hmm. Penn Enough. State didn't look the greatest last week against Michigan. Penn State didn't look very good against Ohio State. 
But every other game they've played, Penn State's looked pretty good. So I'm taking Penn State to win this. I think Penn State covers it, and I'm with you here. I see this like 31 to 3 game. The unders mm-hmm. hitting in this one. They're not going over on that one, but I've got Penn State winning this one as well. The next matchup we got you, Louisiana Monroe, probably some sort of bird. I'm not sure what their <laughs> mascot is. Like, I don't know what they, they are. <laughs> Uh, they travel to number 13 to face the Ole Miss Rebels. Ole Miss is 8-2 on the season, coming off of a big loss to Georgia last week. But in this game, Ole Miss is a 37-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under 62-and-a-half. Joey, tickets to this game are as low as $2. Man, Mississippi this Saturday? And what do you think about this one? Let's go. Let's just pack up and go. Uh, I mean, man, I didn't realize but some of these matchups that we're picking for, for the first few games are like complete landslides. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, uh, they got a 1.1% chance to win. Like, they're not going to win. I mean, I, I'm picking, I'm picking Ole Miss in this one. To cover the spread, um, I'm probably gonna take. I'm probably gonna take the over in this game, and I think Ole Miss will cover everything. Um, it's just, it's just one of them old fashioned clobbers. I mean, it's gonna happen. So I, I hate, I hate this week in the SEC for this reason here. A lot of these bigger teams, the last week before the last week of the season. They always play these smaller schools and everything, and it's like, man, keep those at the beginning of the year. That way we can have competitive <laughs> football around Thanksgiving time. But yeah. they do it, and that's the way it's been for a while. Keep the cupcakes but, for the beginning of the season. Yeah. Eat the dessert first, then have that, the meal afterwards. Uh, but uh, I will take Ole Miss to win this game. They're covering that 37-and-a-half-point spread. I don't think the over is going to hit because I don't think Louisiana Monroe is going to score a whole lot with two and eight record. But Ole Miss wins, and it's not even close. Uh, this is going to be a game for their uh, backups to get plenty of run in that matchup. 100%. The next matchup, one of our favorite teams to bet on, the number 14 mm-hmm. Oklahoma Sooners travel to Provo, Utah to face – BYU Cougars. Oklahoma's a 24-point favorite. The over-under is 57 and a half. Joey, what do you think about our betting team we got here? Well, I'm taking the under in this game. <laughs> just right off the bat, I'm just taking the under. But I do got I do got Oklahoma winning the game. And, you know, it just – when I see Oklahoma, I think which which version of Dylan Gabriel is going to show up? Like which one? You know, the one who is he can hit his receivers. You know, him and Stoops, him and Walker, they can they can you know they can get on the same page, or is it just going to be just they're completely off sync? But I got Oklahoma winning. I got them covering the spread, but I got the under in this game. Yeah, I'm with you here, man. I, I've got Oklahoma winning this game. Um, 
I actually don't think that they're going to cover this spread. Uh, no, actually, I'm going to take – I'm going to th- uh, they're going to cover the spread. They beat down West Virginia last week pretty good. We had a good version of Dylan Gabriel. I think we're getting back-to-back games of the good version of Dylan Gabriel. BYU is not a very good team at all. It's their first year in the Big 12. It's Oklahoma's last year in the Big 12. But uh, Oklahoma's going to win this game. They're covering that spread. But uh, I'm taking the under in this one. 57 and a half is a lot. And I just don't think mm-hmm. that BYU will score a whole lot. Oklahoma can score a little bit. But like you said, it's it's which Oklahoma team are we getting. And it's, <laughs> you know, it's hard telling from week to week. That's Jekyll and Hyde, man, with them. Next matchup, number 24, Tulane Green Wave, out there in their North Carolina-looking uniforms. We'll face yes, sir. the Florida Atlantic Owls. Florida Atlantic. Uh, Tulane is a nine-point favorite. The over-under is 47 and a half. Joey, what do you think about this matchup? I got this game being competitive, but I got Tulane winning, and I got them coming to spread, and I got the over. Um, I mean, both teams, I mean, I've, I've watched – I mean, me and you both have watched both teams play, and they can both score points. Um, I mean, I mean, look at Tulane, dude, nine and one, twenty-four in the country. I mean, those kids have to be like just just on the cloud nine right now, um, and they deserve it. So, but yeah, I got Tulane winning, covering the spread, and I got the over. I've got Tulane winning this game as well, but I don't think that they cover because last week they were a big favorite over to Tulsa. Only beat them by two. Week before, big favorite over East Carolina, only won by three. Rice the week before, big favorite, only won by two. And North Texas, 10-point favorite, one by seven. Yada, 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 the whole thing this whole season. They're nine and one. All they do is win. I don't think, you know, win, 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 no matter what. I don't think it's going to matter uh, who they're playing this week. Florida Atlantic is four and six. Not the best record. They could score some, but Tulane will win this game. But they're not covering that spread. And what did I say the over-under was on this one? <clears throat> 47 and a half. Give me the under on that one. The next matchup. Y'all go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're good. The next matchup, a top 25 matchup, coming out of the Pac-12. Number 22, Utah Utes, travel to number 17, Arizona, to face the Arizona Wildcats. Arizona is a one-point favorite in this one with the over-under at 46 and a half. Joey, what do you think about this first top 25 matchup of the game or of the week? Wow. I mean, <laughs> man, could you get any closer on anything? I mean, everything's almost 50-50 down the middle. Um, I've actually got Arizona winning this. And Arizona, to me, they've just – I mean, I've, I mean, even the games they've lost, I, they've played better. I mean, their their morale's better. I just I like Arizona for some reason. 
and I'm not an Arizona fan, you know, obviously, but I don't know. I just like Arizona in this one. Um, let's see. So they're a one-point favorite. Mm-hmm. I definitely got them covering that spread. Um, yep. And the over-under, what did you say it was? It's not sure. 47 and a half. 47. Uh, yeah. Give me the over in this game. Arizona winning, Arizona covering spread. I mean, don't get me wrong. Utah's a great team. They are. But I just got Arizona take care of business. I'm with you on this one. Arizona kind of struggled last week to beat Colorado and Coach Prime. Uh, one of our uh, favorite teams to pick with here, uh, Colorado. <laughs> I love Colorado. Love them. But uh, they, before last week's game, they beat three str- lost to USC by two, lost to Washington by seven. So they faced five straight ranked teams. Triple overtime to USC. Awful. But I think this week they come out and they're winning because they're on this roll right now. They're going to beat another ranked team this week in Utah. And the over-under, I'm going to go ahead and say that they're going to hit the over in this one. Give me the Arizona Wildcats for the win. The next top 25 matchup comes out of the SEC. The number one, yes, they're number one again. They're back in the top spot where they belong, in my opinion. The Georgia Bulldogs Mm -hmm. travel to Knoxville to face those dirty, low-down, rotten Tennessee (laughs) Volunteers, number 18 in the country, snitches. Georgia is a 10-point favorite. The over-under is 50. Joey, what do you think about this garbage truck worker convention? This, I mean, this hey, football say game right. between Georgia and Tennessee. <laughs> I'm going to say something right now. Obviously, I got Georgia winning, and I got them covering the spread. But I'm going to take the under in this game, oh. and I'll tell you why. Because I've seen Georgia come out in so many big games, so many games they come out, and they start out so flat. You know what I mean? And you're thinking – Oh, this is it. This is it. Here we go. Georgia's getting upset. And then they come out in the second half and they blow it open. So I got Georgia handling the garbage truck men 100%, covering the spread, but I got the under in this game. That's just, I mean, dude, I mean, don't get me wrong. Georgia deserves to be number one. They haven't lost the game all year, didn't lose the game all last year. They should have been number one from the very beginning. And should have never been a question at all. But I got the under in this game. The under is what I'm going with. I, I like it. I like it a lot. But I'm going with Georgia to cover this spread as well. Uh, Georgia, like, uh, you know, they're back at the number one spot where they belong. They definitely earned it. They belong there. I haven't lost, like you said, in two years. Definitely deserve to be number one. Um. Tennessee last week played absolutely horrible against Missouri, getting beat down 36-7. While Georgia took care of Ole Miss 
52 to 17. Ole Miss was a top 10 team. Uh, Tennessee has struggled playing the bigger teams this year. Uh, look at Alabama. Look at Missouri, who is not really a big team. I mean, they're a good team, but are they that much better than Tennessee? I don't know. No, Georgia, they're not. Georgia will beat Tennessee. I am also going to take the under in this one, only because I don't think Tennessee is going to score very much this year against Georgia. Georgia is going to put up a bunch of points, but they're not going to put up enough for that over hits. But they will put up enough to cover that 10-point spread. Give me the dogs. Give me the dogs. The next matchup. The next matchup is a huge 10. This could be potential game of the week right here, Joey. (laughs) The Illinois Fighting Illini travel to Iowa City, Iowa to face the number 16 explosive offense of the Iowa Hawkeyes. Iowa's a three-point favorite. The over-under in this one is kind of high for an Iowa football game, 31 and a half. Joey, what do you think about this matchup? I got Iowa under and covering the spread. Under, 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 under. Because I'm telling you, Iowa – Wisconsin, and it's the same way with college basketball. Like, if you got Wisconsin, any Big Ten team, it's just – it's the under. <laughs> I mean, I've hit on the under, and so have you, on any kind of wager we got on them. You've hit the under every time, just about it. Um, I definitely got Iowa winning the game, though. I mean, Iowa's definitely a better team. I mean, Illinois struggles a lot. I mean, look, I mean, their quarterback, he's thrown for 1,883 yards, and he's got 10 picks. I mean, <laughs> that, 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 they just struggle on offense. And I just – I got Iowa winning, covering the spread, and I got the under in the game. Illinois can put up points. I mean, they put up 48 last week against Indiana. Uh, they put up in 27. Overtime. In overtime. In overtime, yeah. They put 27, 21, 27. But those were all against Minnesota, Wisconsin, Maryland, Nebraska, Iowa, or uh, <laughs> Indiana. All the crappy teams you could think of out of the Big Ten. Iowa. All the, un- all the under teams. <laughs> Iowa is not a very good offensive team, but are an elite no. defensive team. Iowa yes. will win this game. And there's three guarantees in life, death, taxes, and the under in any Iowa football game. Give me the under (laughs) on this one. Give me the Iowa win. Iowa won last week. The over-under was 27. It was 22 to nothing. They scored all the points. I think Illinois (laughs) will score at least a touchdown, maybe a field goal at the least. I think that they will get on the board, but that's that's about it. And Iowa's not scoring much more than that. But give me Iowa to win this one. And we're taking the under, of course. I mean, you got to. It's Iowa football. Got to. Got to. The next matchup, the Wake Forest Demon Deacons travel to Notre Dame, Indiana, South Bend, to face the number 19 Notre Dame Fighting Irish. It'll be the Sam Hartman Bowl. As Notre Dame is a 24-and-a-half point favorite, 
with the over-under at 46-and-a-half. Joey, what do you think about this matchup? I mean, no contest. I mean, Notre Dame wins. I mean, Wake Forest, they're one in their last five. They lost to NC State, Duke, Florida State, which those are all good teams. And they actually beat Pittsburgh, which Pittsburgh is another one of the teams where you don't know if the giant killer is going to show up or if, if the regular Pittsburgh is going to show up. Um, but yeah, I got Notre Dame winning this. I got Wake Forest on the spread because I think they'll keep it somewhat competitive. I don't think that Notre Dame will cover the spread. Just my opinion. Um, yeah. I'm going to go with you here. I think that Notre Dame wins the game. I don't think that they cover this spread because no. Wake Forest is really familiar with Notre Dame's starting quarterback. Uh, yes. Sam Hartman, of course, transferred from, Notre, from Wake Forest to Notre Dame. I think that the Wake Forest will keep it within that. I mean, they may get beat by 24, but they're still going to cover the spread. Uh, but give me Notre Dame for the win, Wake Forest for the cover, and the over-under is 46-and-a-half, and I will probably take the over. I'll take the over in this one. Yeah, give me the over. And uh, estimate for uh, Notre Dame, I'm going to go ahead and call it, he's scoring a touchdown on the ground. 100%. I agree. The next matchup is near and dear to your heart, Joey. 330 matchup. Number 20, North Carolina Tar Heels coming off a big rivalry win over Duke last week. Travel to Clemson, South Carolina to face those Clemson Tigers. Clemson's a seven and a half point favorite at home with the over-under at 58 and a half. Joey, what do you think about that? Well, I mean, you know what? It, it's like we say, you know, you bet with your heart, you pick with your heart, you're you're gonna lose. All right. In this matchup, I'm telling you right now, Carolina on the road. This is one of these matchups where I know it's near and dear to my heart, and I can't really tell you exactly what's gonna happen because it's a team that I'm really close to. But if Carolina comes out, they play the way they can play. And Drake May has a good game. Omarion Hampton has a good game. Then, yes, we will win the game. But if not, Clemson will win this game. I mean, I mean, look at the, the Duke game. I mean, I was sitting here like – sitting here to watching the game like with toothpicks in my eyes. Went in two overtimes, and we were lucky to come out with a win on a controversial call. There was a controversial call, but I know everybody's going to get on me in the comments or whatever about that. But Homer, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, overall, I guess I got two picks on this. If I'm picking by taking out the logos and just looking at the stats. I think Clemson wins the game. But with me, if Carolina comes out, they can play the way they play, and they take care of business, they'll win the game. I know it's an odd pick for me, and I'm sorry, but I can't help it. That's just – but obviously, if I'm picking on our podcast, 
I do got Clemson winning the game because Clemson's at home and Carolina is prone to turnovers. They're prone to letting a team that they're prone to getting the lead and then letting a team come back in the second half and win the game. So I guess I got Clemson win this game. Since Tyler and Spartanburg called in to coach Swinney's, uh, call-in show a couple of weeks ago and ask him about his salary and all this and that. And then Clemson has reeled off two in a row over Notre Dame and then an impressive win last week over Georgia Tech. Clemson's yeah. got it rolling in the right direction right now. North Carolina yeah. coming off a big rivalry win last week over Duke. Big in-state rivalry. Those two teams hate each other. North Carolina won it, controversial or not. They still did. I think this matchup, North Carolina is coming into Clemson and they're covering that spread because they're winning straight up. North Carolina wins this game. The over's hitting because there's going to be a lot of offense in this one. Hampton is going to go off on the ground this week. Drake May, Tez Walker, that combination is, you know, one of the best in college football when they got it going. Give me North Carolina in this one because Dabo Swinney's got his eye on Texas A&M right now. He's got one foot out the door, in my opinion. That's a perfect f- place for him to go because he's not going to do anything else in Clemson. Give me North Carolina for the upset on the road, Joey. Carolina, go Heels. Well, let me let me go ahead and give me a little extra minute here on this one because, look, if you look at their schedule and you circle them two wins or them two losses, Georgia Tech and Virginia, if they had not have lost them two games, that's that right there to me showed their weaknesses. And man, that they, they, they struggled against Duke and they shouldn't have. They should not have struggled against Duke. I watched the game in its entirety, right here sitting on my couch, yelling from the couch. <laughs> you know, and yeah. it's that they should have won it. They should have won the game outright in regulation. And I just – don't get me wrong, I bleed Carolina blue. I've got them tattooed on my body like I bleed Carolina blue. But when it comes to football this year, like, I don't know. I just can't say for sure. And I know it's bad when you're a fan of a team, but you probably know where I'm coming from. When it comes to a matchup with Kentucky and – another school, you're like, man, I don't know. It's one of them things where I hope the true Carolina football team comes to show up. Drake May, Tess Walker, Omarion Hampton, I hope they all come to show up. If they do, we win it easily. But after them two losses, man, they just – I don't know. They're a little inconsistent for me. I'll, shut I'll go with this right here. Uh Clemson lost to Duke in the first game of the year. Last week, North Carolina beat Duke. So, if you use that logic right there, Carolina wins. (laughs) Yeah, uh, true, but you know how it is when you're a fan. You, uh, you, you, like I said, you bet with your heart, you pick with your heart, you – you lose with your heart and you lose everything with your heart. Like it's, I don't know. I'm just, I'm a little shaky with Carolina right now in football. 
I know how it is. Just look at me and uh, Kentucky and Kansas the other day, how I felt before the game. Yeah. Kind of the same way. All right. The uh, next matchup uh, is the – this is another good matchup here out of the Big Ten right here. The Minnesota Golden Gophers <laughs> travel to Columbus to face the number two Ohio State Buckeyes. Ohio State's a 27-and-a-half-point favorite. The over-under is 49-and-a-half. Joey, is this going to be a game? It's going to be a game for Harrison Jr. I I predict this is his coming out party. He's going to score two touchdowns in this game. I'm predicting it right now. Circle this game on your calendar. It's going to be Harrison Jr. show. Um, I know their quarterback does not target him that much like he should, but I got Ohio State winning, covering the spread. And what did you say the over-under was? It was – is 49 and a half. 49 and a half. I got the under in this game. Cool. Well, I, I like those picks right there. I'm going to agree with you here. I'm going to say that Ohio State's going to win this game. They're going to win easily. Minnesota don't have nothing for Ohio State. McCord, like we've, we've talked about him, he's kind of struggled this year. I mean, his stats really don't show it, but you watch him play and you can just see that something's missing there. He's definitely not, you know, what they had last year in C.J. Stroud. But he still has Marvin Harrison Jr. out there. And that guy's an elite wide receiver. He's going to find him this week once again. Henderson's going to run the ball pretty well for Ohio State, and that defense is elite Give me Ohio State for the win here. Give me the cover. I'm also taking the under only because I don't think Minnesota is going to put up very many points compared to Ohio State's to get over that 49 and a half. The next matchup, another another great matchup. Another one that this is actually one of our favorites to bet on, this team right here, almost a guaranteed win every week in sports betting. Number six, Oregon Ducks. Travel to Tempe, Arizona to face the Arizona State Sun Devils. Oregon's a 23-and-a-half point favorite. The over-under, 53-and-a-half. Joey, what about our Ducks here? I like the Ducks in any game they play. I mean, and I don't want to sound weird here, but anybody that knows me, if, if you know I'm a Carolina fan, cover your ears. But – Oregon is one of my favorite teams in college football. And when I say that, I mean they're one of my favorite teams that has a legitimate shot to be in the college football playoff. And I'll be very disappointed if they're not because I like Oregon. I like everything they're about. I got them winning this game, covering the spread, and I got the over in this game because Oregon just can flat out put up points. I mean – they damn well have half of this over in the first half themselves. So, I mean, Oregon's just a buzzsaw, man. I mean, yeah, they lost to Washington by three points. So, I mean, I just, uh, I'm just, uh, I like Oregon. Look, I like Oregon in this one too. I mean, they just roll out of bed and they piss excellence. 
Bo Nix threw for <laughs> exactly. 400 yards last week, four touchdowns. Bucky Irving had 118 yards rushing, one touchdown. T. Roy Franklin, here's the stat line here. Two catches last <laughs> week, 147 yards, one touchdown. Wow. Wow. Now, Oregon last week, they did not hit the over. They surprised – the over was really high. It was like 76 or something like that. And they only – between them and uh, USC, they only scored 63 points. Only. You know, only. Only. This week, Oregon wins this game 53 and a half. I don't know if they're going to cover that one either, only because I don't think Arizona State's going to score – anything on them at all if you know it's gonna be very minimal oregon covers the spread for sure but i'm taking the under in this one only because i don't see arizona state scoring that much and when oregon gets up like 38 to 6 they're probably going to start setting guys so give me oregon to cover and give me the under in that one but definitely one of our favorite teams that we bet on every week is oregon no doubt about it and that's why i love oregon they have they have made they have made me quite a bit of money this year. So yeah. on sports betting for sure. Next matchup, uh, the number twenty three Oklahoma State Cowboys coming off of a very disappointing loss last week to Cincinnati. Travel to Houston to face the Houston Texans. Not just kidding. The Houston Astros. No, sorry. The Houston Rockets. No, wait a second. We're Houston Cougars. That's more like it. There Oklahoma you go. State is a point favorite. It only took me four times. Houston is, or Oklahoma State's a six and a half point favorite. The over under is 58 and a half. Joey, what do you think about this matchup? Well, if this was basketball, I would say Houston all the way. But this is football. So I've got Oregon State, I mean, winning this game. I mean, they're they're a good team, man. And I mean, Houston's not a bad team. They've just had some lapses in the year. Um, like I said, they, like you said, they come off a loss to Cincinnati, 24-14. The last game they wrong. played Baylor. 25-24 in overtime. So, I mean, it's going to be a competitive game. Um, I got Oregon State winning. I got them winning by a touchdown, so they're going to cover the spread. And I've got the under in this game. So, I mean, I think it's going to be one of them games where it's going to come down to, you know, back and forth, back and forth, you know, three and outs, three and outs. So, I got the under. But I got I got Oklahoma State winning. Both of these teams last week coming off of a very disappointing week. Houston yeah. losing to Cincinnati, who is just awful. And Oklahoma State was number fifteen in the country last week before they headed to Orlando. And hey. UCF forty five to three in a monsoon. Just absolutely beat down Oklahoma State. And if you had Oklahoma State in a parlay and lost because of that game. You do not trust mm-hmm. Oklahoma State anymore. No. But they're playing Houston, who I think is also just completely horrible. I'm going to take Oklahoma State in this one. I don't think they cover. I am also 
I'm actually going to take the over. I think both these teams, neither one's got a defense and they got a decent offense. I think that they'll score some points, but it's not going to be pretty uh, to, a game to watch. They're definitely not having a, the defense out there. Give me Oklahoma State to win this one by a field goal going over in this one over Houston. Then next matchup. Great. It should be a barn burner right here. Oh, yeah. The North Alabama. I'm going to go ahead and guess here. It looks like a lion. I don't know. We'll have to fact check that one. Travel to Tallahassee to face the number four Florida State Seminoles. There is no line or no over-under on this one. Joey, what do you think about North Alabama's chances against Florida State? Zero. And I don't understand why ESPN, like if you look it up on ESPN, the matchup predictor, it has 1%. Okay, it should go less than 1% because Florida State's not losing this game. I mean, I would feel comfortable betting my whole bankroll in my sports book on Florida State. Um, Jordan Travis, he just he's only got two picks on the year. He gets it done. I mean, he just absolutely – I don't care what the line is. I would pick them to cover, and I would probably take the over in this game if there was a line. The only way into the North Alabama lines, I got that right, by the way, humble brag, Yes, wins this game is if all of Florida State's players uh, somehow get, uh, you know, sickness or something before the game. That's the only way it's happening. Because any other way, yeah. it's not happening. Florida State wins. Florida State covers whatever spread you want to give this game because there is no spread. Like you said, Jordan Travis has had a great year. Trey Benson has also had a great year on the ground. Ten touchdowns for him, 721 yards. Florida State wins, and they probably pull their starters by halftime. And North Alabama line can put out their best guys to play Florida State's fourth string, and it really won't matter in this one. Uh, check out the CW to see a beatdown at 6.30 this Saturday with Florida State winning. Exactly. I mean, look look at Coleman. I mean, their receiver, 10 touchdowns as well. I mean, they're, mm-hmm. just, they're just having a good year, man. The next matchup, it's a rivalry matchup. A week before all the rivalry games happen, number 21, Kansas State Wildcats travel to Lawrence to face the number 25, Kansas Jayhawks. Kansas State is a nine-and-a-half-point favorite on the road. The over-under, 57-and-a-half. Joey, what do you think about this matchup? This one is one of them, like you joked about it in the last matchup, it's going to be a barn burner, man. It's going to be, man, I got Kansas winning. And it's just, I mean, Neil on the ground, Bean, you know, they, they've been pretty consistent. Um, I got Kansas winning this one. And I think the over-under is 57 and a half. I got the under in this game. And obviously I've got Kansas winning. So I got Kansas covering the spread. Kansas last week. Played at home against Texas Tech, and Texas Tech beat him 16-13. to Kansas's starting quarterback, Mr. Bean, went down with an injury early. He's expected to be out again this week. 
So they had their third string quarterback in because something was up with their second string quarterback. He let him down the field, walk on, all this, threw a pick. He apparently got hurt in practice early this week. So now they're down their top three quarterbacks going against Kansas State. I'm going to take Kansas State in this one. And I think that they're going to cover this spread. If Mr. Bean played, I would probably go with Kansas on this one. But where he's not playing, give me Kansas State. They absolutely beat down Baylor last week, which isn't saying much because Baylor has struggled all season long. But Kansas State has had a lot of close games this year. This is a rivalry game, but their big guy's not playing. The big quarterback for Kansas isn't playing, and neither is their backup or their other one. Give me Kansas State. I'm taking the under in this one as well because I don't know if Kansas is going to be able to reel off as many points as they used to with Mr. Bean back there. Neil's a good running back, but he can only do so much. Kansas wins this one. Kansas State wins this one, not Kansas. Kansas State. I I can see where you're going. I still got Kansas winning. We'll circle that one. All right, we'll circle that one. We'll come back to it. <laughs> we'll circle it. The next matchup is out of the Pac-12. Number five, Washington Huskies travel to Corvallis, Oregon, to face the number 11 Oregon State Beavers. Oregon mm-hmm. State is a one-point favorite in this game with no the over-under at 62-and-a-half. No way. What do you think about this matchup? No way. I mean, look, I get it. I mean, they're they're showing love to Oregon State. Let's put it that way. Um, I mean, I mean, what do you expect? You can't count out Penix Jr. I mean, he's a Heisman candidate. I mean, he's in the front running right now for it. Um, I got Washington winning this one, and man. The over-under is tough in this one because they both can put up points. I don't know. It's it's tough. I mean, when you look at their last five losses of each team, like the only loss you see is Oregon State losing to Arizona by three. So it's one of them toss-up games. But, man, I'm going to with the, I'm gonna have to go with the under. And I'm got I got Washington winning by by like a field goal, like it's going to be close. I'm with you in this one here. Uh, I mean, I don't see why Oregon State is the favorite in this game. Me neither. Uh, Washington is undefeated. haven't Haven't lost yet. I know they played close last week against Utah. Beat They're USC the week before. Stanford. They beat Stanford. Arizona State, they struggled. They beat Oregon. I mean, they beat everybody on the schedule. Oregon State, uh, they've struggled a little bit this year. A couple, Well, actually, they've had a pretty good year, but they've had a couple of losses there. Oregon State is at home, and, uh, you know, that's what they're going by. You know, they beat down Stanford last week, had a close call against Coach Prime in the, in the buffs the week before that, and then lost to Arizona. Uh, give me Washington in this one. Washington, you know, of course they're covering. And I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to take the over in this one. I think it's going to be a shootout. 
And, it could uh, be. Washington's going to win a very entertaining Pac-12 matchup. Uh, I believe if Oregon wins this week, we get the rematch of Washington-Oregon in the Pac-12 championship game. Oh my! Circle in front of the calendar. Yes. I don't, I don't know what I would pick on that one. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you right now. That might be one of them. I'm like, I'd have no clue. But just we'll see. Stumped for a little bit in silence. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm telling you. The next matchup is out of the SEC. The Florida Gators travel to Columbia, Missouri to face the number nine Missouri Tigers. Missouri coming off of a beatdown of Tennessee. Missouri's an 11 point favorite with the over under at 57 and a half. Joey, what do you think about this one? All right. Well, obviously, Missouri's the better team, and they're playing at home. So I got Missouri winning. And, man, I don't know if I would go with Missouri covering the 11 point spread. Just because Florida, even though they got a five and five record, they're they're a talented team. I mean, they lost to LSU. I, I, I see that they lost to Arkansas, and obviously they lost to Georgia. Everybody's lost to Georgia, so um, I just think. I mean, Florida. Yeah, I mean, Florida's talented, but I got Missouri winning, and. I got Florida covering the spread, and I got the under in the game. That's just – I mean, I don't know. I mean, I think Florida will keep it competitive, but in the end, I think Missouri will win. I've got Missouri in this one. I got Missouri covering this one too. Uh, Missouri last week with a beatdown over Tennessee at home. Florida with a loss to LSU. They put up some points. But LSU's defense isn't very good. Missouri's defense has shown that it can be pretty decent. And its offense has shown that it can be really, really good. Give me Missouri in this one. I think Missouri covers that spread. I think the under is going to hit in this one, too, only because I don't think Florida's putting up that much points against Missouri. Also, I think that this right here, Florida will lose this week. They'll go to five and six. And next week, they'll lose to Florida State, of course. And that will get Billy Napier fired from Florida after a five and seven season. And they won't be going bowling this year. Missouri You're, wins, Missouri covers, and the under hits. You're probably right about that. Like a hundred percent. The next matchup. Longhorns. Travel Ames, Iowa to face the Iowa State Cyclones. Texas is a seven and a half point favorite. Over under is 46 and a half. Joey, who you like in this matchup? I like Texas in this matchup. Like, who wouldn't? Um, Texas is another one of them teams where it's almost like Oregon. Like, Texas is solid. I mean, I know they had the four point loss to Oklahoma. And again, which Oklahoma team's going to show up? Um, but I like Texas in this one. Um, I think they'll cover the spread easily. And I think the overall hit in this one. I mean, they've scored, you know, 29, 26, 33 to 30, 35, 36, 35 to 6. I mean, I, I, I just think the overall cover in this one. 
I'm kind of mad at Texas. So let me tell you why. Last week, I had Texas plus 12 and a half over TCU. Cool. They had a 20-point lead over TCU. All right, cool. We're rocking and rolling. Texas only won by three against TCU and didn't cover that spread. But Mm -hmm. Iowa State, on the other hand, they beat BYU 45-13 at at BYU. They lost to Kansas. They got blown out by Oklahoma. They lost to Ohio, the Bobcats. A little Maxion action there. Well, Maxion. And they lost to Iowa. But I don't think that they're going to beat Texas. Texas is the better team. No matter how bad they disappointed me last week, I'm not going to kick them on my ban- put them on my ban list. Give me Texas to win this game. Not yet. They, not yet. <laughs> if they yeah, lose this one here, maybe. Texas wins. Texas covers. And I'm going to take the under in this one as well. But Texas will win this game, yeah. They're going to get back on track, and they're going to start covering stuff again. The last top 25 matchup that we will discuss in this one. Oh, my. The Georgia State Panthers. I'm going to guess Panthers. Travel to Baton Rouge, Louisiana to face the number 15 LSU Tigers. This is another great game here. LSU is a 32-point favorite with the over-under 72-and-a-half. Joey, what do you think about this matchup? I think the over is going to hit. I can tell you that right now. Because, I mean, both teams, you look at their records, they, they're putting up, you know, 40-plus points. I mean, every game. But I think LSU is going to win. And, look, a 32-point spread, you would instantly want to think, yes, LSU will cover that. But – you got to think about how college football is. Like, if you get up by 25, 30 points, you're going to pull your starters. And then if they score a touchdown, oh, well, you know, we're still up 25 points. You know, those teams ain't looking to cover any spreads. They're just looking for the win. So, I got I got LSU winning. I got the overhitting. And, man. I got Georgia State covering spread. I've been burnt too many times. Like, I know how it works. I'm with you here, man. We have watched some Georgia State football, especially that game where they played Georgia Southern earlier in the year. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. LSU is going to win this game. LSU can put points up in a hurry. LSU's defense also can give up points in a hurry. Yep. LSU will win this game. LSU will not cover the 32-point spread. It's going to be a little bit closer than that. I mean, it may be 20, but it won't be covered. But the over is definitely getting hit. 72 points, 72 and a half, forget it. It's going over in this one. LSU wins that game. But they don't cover, and the over, the over is what's going to hit in that one. I'm going to say 25. 25 to 20 is what LSU will win by. Yeah, 20 to 25. I'd say that's probably a safe bet right there. Yep. Well, that's all the top 25 matchups. 
However, there's one game we're going to pick here that's not in the top 25. The Kentucky Wildcats travel to Columbia, South Carolina to face those South Carolina Gamecocks. South Carolina is a point five the uh, favorite. The over-under is 54.5. Joey, what do you think about the Kentucky-South Carolina matchup? Mm. Well, I obviously got Kentucky winning. I mean, you know, with Ray Davis, I mean, I don't know. Kentucky's Kentucky's one of them teams that I almost compare to North Carolina. Like, what could have been? You know what I mean? It's like, you know, with uh, just a, a few things that you button up, you could have been six and one or, you know, eight and one right now. You know, it, it's it, – I got Kentucky winning and I got Kentucky covering the spread. And I probably got the over in the game. Kentucky last week was coming off a very disappointing performance against Alabama. Obviously, nobody thought – not too many people thought Kentucky would actually win against Alabama. But there was a chance that maybe we could keep it close, seven-point game, keep it competitive the whole time. Alabama came out. They weren't messing around. Milrow ran for three touchdowns, threw for three or whatever it was. I mean, it was like a total of five. First Alabama quarterback to do it in history. Of course, it was against Kentucky at Kentucky's field. Uh, 21 to nothing. Kentucky spotted them 21 points. After that, they kind of settled in and made it 49 to 21. So, Kentucky, you know, after that 21-point spot, it was 28-21. But we can't, you got to play a whole game. And it was a beatdown. It was an embarrassment. Kentucky really couldn't get the running game going because they didn't have a chance to because they had to pass. Leary is still off. Uh, he just hasn't been, you know, what we expected all season long. But in this matchup, I like Kentucky to win this. Uh, South Carolina is not a very good team. They lost to, you know, lost Tennessee, Florida, Missouri, Texas A&M. Georgia. I mean, there's no shame. Those are all good teams. And they lost to North Carolina. Jacksonville State played them pretty close a couple weeks ago. They are coming off of a big win against Vanderbilt. But Vanderbilt is completely bottom of the barrel of the SEC. They are not a very good team at all. South Carolina is just a step up from Vanderbilt. I think Kentucky goes in this week on the road and picks up a much-needed win. Heading into that Louisville game next week, which we'll talk about. Give me Kentucky. Uh, give me the under in that one. 54 and a half is a lot of points. I'm taking the under. But I'm taking the Cats to win it. I mean, you couldn't have said it any better about a much-needed win. I mean, losing their four out of their last five, I mean, they need a win. And this has to be a win. Um just if you're a Kentucky fan, this is one. This is a game that you go into, and there's a lot of pressure because you're thinking, okay, we have to have a win here. This has to be a win. And South Carolina comes into it thinking, 
they ain't got nothing to play for. So, yeah. South Carolina I think still Kentucky, has I, I think, bowl. I, I think Kentucky will get it done, though. 100%. So, I mean, it's a long shot for South Carolina. They'd have to win against Kentucky, and then they'd have to beat Clemson next week. And well, true. Whatever, whatever Clemson just, team shows up, it depends if they can beat North Carolina. They'll show up ready to play against South Carolina. If they lose North Carolina, they're not going to really be – they're going to be checked out and not worried about South Carolina. I'm just saying for, for this only – this game only purposes. Like South Carolina's coming in thinking, well, we probably don't got a shot at a bowl or anything, so we're just going to try to spoil Kentucky's hopes. You know what I mean? So it's one of them games where Kentucky's got to come in and be like, oh, we have to have this win. And hopefully after that beatdown last week, Kentucky doesn't have the attitude of, well, we took a beatdown last week, or we're going to turn one loss into two, which we all know too well Kentucky is bad about that. And since starting 5-0 and for the season, I mean, they're one in four since. It's, it's not good. Got to get it back on track here. If you can win Saturday and head into Louisville next week with a momentum – I think the Cats can, you know, still have eight and four, still a good season for Kentucky football. So, uh, man, that's, that's our picks for the NCAA this week. Now we're going to touch on a little college basketball. Starting off first since the last time we talked on here, your North Carolina Tar Heels hosted the Lehigh what, – what is the Lehigh mascot? Oh, my Lord. I wouldn't have any idea. I have no idea. <laughs> That's bad. The Lehigh some sort of birds. Uh, North Carolina, number 19, uh, defeated the Lehigh some sort of birds. 90-68, to 68, uh, Armando Baycott, 22 points and 20 rebounds. Joey, what uh, did you think about that game there with your Tar Heels winning? Well, they. I mean, look – I watched the game from start to finish, and in the second half, they let they let Lehigh come back, get within like five points, and it was late in the second half. And I'm like, "All right, guys. I mean, Carolina still they they still got some wrinkles to work out um, with all the new players in the transfers. You know, you got Cormac Ryan coming in from Notre Dame. I mean." You know, he's a three-point threat. Um, but our bread and butter is Armando Baycott and R.J. Davis. I mean, R.J. Davis is the catalyst. He's what makes us go. Um, I think we'll be okay. And we led for most of the game. It, you know, I really didn't get nervous or nothing. It was just, I mean, they let him come back and get within, like, one possession. And... To me, the standards I have set for North Carolina basketball, me being a basketball person my whole life, like that standard is when you have a team like this coming in, you blow them out. You don't let them get within anything in the second half. And that's just me being picky. But, I mean, ultimately it comes down to their kids. You know, things are going to happen. But – I think we'll be okay. Yeah, you just I mean a win's a win. They looked a lot better than they did that first game against Rad Radford. 
their next yeah. game will be uh, Friday night, which uh, will be tonight, 8 o'clock against UC Riverside. They should handle business again there. And uh, then the real test will start next week with uh, the Battle for Atlantis tournament uh, when they face Northern Iowa in the first round. Uh, excited to watch that. That'll be fun matchup. I love these Thanksgiving week tournaments, these preseason tournaments. Love them. Mm-hmm. Well, we got two. We got two matchups coming up, and on November 29th, we got Tennessee. Um, and then, you know, we got Florida State on December 2nd. And then, you know, December 16th, circle that on your little calendar. Um, we got Kentucky. We got Kentucky. And, and, and here's the thing. It don't get any easier for us. We got Oklahoma after that. Then we got Kentucky. Then before that, we got UConn on December 5th, and then Florida State on December 2nd. So, I mean, and then Tennessee, number seven Tennessee on November 29th. So, we got a tough – after UC Riverside and Northern Iowa, we got a tough schedule coming up, So, which I I love it. I love a tough schedule early in the year because it lets you see where your team's at and – Games right now don't matter. I mean, they matter, but they don't. You can't judge a team if they lose to, you know, say North Carolina loses to number seven, Tennessee. You know, you can't really judge that as Tennessee's better because the season's so early. I mean, you know, I don't know. We got a tough schedule coming up. Even before the Tennessee game, I mean, you could be possibly facing Texas Tech in that battle for Atlantis, Villanova, mm-hmm. Memphis, yep. Michigan. Uh, who's the other two teams? Oh, that's, that's in that battle for Atlantis. There's uh, two other teams: Stanford, Arkansas, yep. who uh, could be one of the better teams in the SEC. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's oh, a lot tough. of potential. For a lot of, yeah, it's a tough schedule coming up for Carolina after UC Riverside. But, uh, you know, like you said, that's, that's what you want. You want them tough games to begin the season. Speaking of tough games to begin the season, the Kentucky Wildcats played Tuesday night against those number one Kansas Jayhawks. Kansas wins 84, 89-84. Kentucky had a 14-point lead in the second half and lost it to Kansas. Uh, I think they just got tired towards the end there. Uh, Hunter Dickinson's a big crybaby. Uh, I'm sorry, did I say that out loud? (laughs) (laughs) Well, man, the dude gets elbowed in the face, and he complains about it, but he also hits somebody in the face at the same time. And, you know, he didn't say nothing about that. Wine that complained about everything was like pretty much dancing on um, Mitchell's knee at one point in time and tripped and fell, and they called a foul on Mitchell, although Dickinson initiated the call. But, uh, I mean, you know, that's all sour grapes and stuff. But uh, Kansas is the number one team. Kentucky hung in with them. Uh, I like Kentucky's team right now. Uh, they, did, they don't have a big guy, and that's why Dickinson ended up with 21 rebounds. Kentucky had a big guy in there. 
I like their chances a little bit better. Plus, it would have given some of their players a little bit more rest. Like Mitchell wouldn't have had to play the whole 40 minutes. The arrow and all them guys, they were starting to get tired towards the end of the game. You know, they didn't get as much breathers as the Kansas guys did. Kentucky played pretty well. Um, I like the fight that they had in them. Uh, kind of, you know, lost it towards the end. Coaching uh, was not the best down the stretch, especially the last four minutes. You have a 14-point lead. I don't care if it's against the number one team or not. You're a top 20 team. You're wanting to do something later on in the year. You've got to protect that lead, and you've got to pull out that win. And that all starts with coaching right there. The last play of the game was drawn up for Antonio Reeves. You, me, Kansas, everybody knew that that play was going to Reeves, and Kyle Perry did not have a backup plan for if they double-teamed Reeves. And Reed Shepard had an off-balance three-pointer. He rushed it. He's a freshman. That's going to happen. He'll get better at that. But the coach has got to let him know, hey, there's time. Take a breath. Take a step. Get a better shot and go from there. Joey, what are your thoughts on that? Well, I think Calipari should have called a timeout with, like, or, well, let's just say un- the under eight media timeout. He should have set his team down and been like, look, we have the lead. Okay. The scoreboard is our friend and the clock is our friend. So why do we need to shoot threes? I mean, and look, I'm a Carolina fan, but I, I live in Kentucky. I'll go ahead and admit it. I'm not a Kentucky hater, but I'm just not a fan of John Calipari. And the reason why is because his coaching style, man, it's like, and, and Brent, you've seen it in other coaches. You've seen it in Bill Self. You've seen it in Roy Williams. You've seen it in Mike Krzyzewski. You've seen it in uh, tons of other coaches. I could go on and on. If you've got a 12, 14-point lead in the second half, that coach is going to forbid them to shoot a three. Like, why would you even attempt a three? Why? Beat it down low to your big man. Dribble drive, draw fouls, go the free throw line, and the game's over. I mean, I just don't – I mean, and he may have told them that, but – I can't put all the blame on Calipari because he may have told them that, but as a coach, when you tell somebody something, what the kids do on the floor is a completely different thing. So you can't just put all the blame on the coach, but at the same time, man, it just it, – it, it hurt me a little bit to see Kentucky ahead by 12, 14 points and still – you got Antonio Reeves out there on the top of the key dribbling the ball with no passes and jacks up a three. Like, I just don't understand, you know, me being a basketball mind. Like, to me, it's three passes and then a shot. That was my rule when I coached. It was three passes and then a shot. I don't care if you're open. You know, three passes and a shot. That was it. So... That's just my opinion. Kansas started out the game. They were up 9 nothing. Cal Perry yeah. put in Dillingham, Reed Shepard. Reed Shepard comes in and gets two steals right off the bat. Boom, quick hands. He's got some quick hands. Spark plug. Dillingham. He's the spark, spark, spark plug of this team. Mm-hmm. Him and Aduthiero. Aduthiero was all over the place the other day. 
He's yep. not going to give you. I mean, he, he like he shot a couple of threes. That's not his game. His game is the, you know, like you said, to go out and just go grab a rebound here, keep a play alive, just be that energy guy. And Reed Shepard's yep. the spark plug. Dillingham come out there. He hit four straight threes. And then the next time down, he passes over to Reeves for an assist for a three. Right after that, what happens right after that? John Calipari <laughs> takes Dillingham out of the game and mm-hmm. sets him on the bench. What are you doing? He's got the hot yeah, hand. Keep him in the game until he proves that he has not got the hot hand anymore. It's that simple. But Dillingham did make some mistakes. But he wasn't in foul trouble. He, no, he, he wasn't, wasn't in foul trouble. trouble. There's no reason to take him out of the game. Yeah. Exactly. He hadn't made a mistake until that point. But he did make a mistake when he put him back in the game. And that led to Hunter Dickinson hitting that three right before the halftime and doing the whatever he did, the half, you know, BX chop on the, at the, <laughs> you know, half court there. Yeah. And then, um, you know, he put Dillingham at the end of the game. And uh, was it, it was Harris, I believe, that averaged one point a game and hit them back-to-back threes. That was a killer yeah. for Kentucky there. That was Dillingham's man. He lost it. But DJ Wagner and Justin Edwards, the two star freshmen of this class, did not show up to that game. The lights were too bright for them, and that worries me for the rest of the season. These two guys are supposed to be, quote, dogs. Those dogs pretty much stayed on the porch that day. They've got to be better in situations like that. And, dude, that's what I said. I told you from day one. And you you have a kid coming out of high school. They may not pan out in college. Like, not all kids come in ranked high and do great in college. And – it's just Calipari's coaching style, man. It's just like I, I just I question it. I ain't saying he's a bad coach. I'm not gonna go on blast and blast anybody and say they're terrible. <clears throat> but his coaching style, I just don't get it. You know, it, it's it's like I was telling you the other day when you know certain timeouts you call. Like, if you know your team is on a roll, don't call a timeout. Let them roll with it. You know, like, don't don't take a player out of the game when he's, when he's actually doing good for the team. Leave him in the game. And I don't know, man. It's, it's just – I don't know. I just, I just question a lot of stuff with Calipari. And like I said, I'm not saying he's a bad coach. I just – I have a lot of questions. You know, and I know he's all about the dribble drive offense. You know, but you shouldn't be teaching these kids to play man-to-man defense on the line, up the line. Don't go under the screen playing help defense. That is stuff you learned in high school and middle school. Like, that is stuff you should already know. Like, my 11-year-old knows that stuff right now. And I get you have lapses, but you shouldn't have to go back and re-coach that stuff in college. And you got to agree with me. I mean, I'm just saying, you you, you can't – if you got to go back and re-coach that basic, simple defensive strategy, like there's something wrong right off the bat. A lot of that's AAU, the way they're taught in AAU too, and it's yeah. like not the fundamental stuff, it's the flashy stuff. 
But yeah, and see, I hate that. I would. I wish the three point line was erased off the floor in high school and college. Just erase it, and you would see a big difference. Well, the game would be a whole lot different then. Cal Perry at the end of the games, like his end of the game, like after the four minutes, you know, four minutes left after that last media timeout has been horrible the last few years, especially. And it didn't get any better this past Monday when Kentucky had a six point lead at that point in time and mm-hmm. ended up by five. Kansas outscored them 11 to one to end the game. Kansas wins. Kentucky's got the. Yeah, go ahead. Terrible, man. 11 to one at the media timeout. Yeah. With, with with all that with all that talent, man, I just don't get it. And I know it's early in the year, but I just don't get it. Yeah, there's. I mean, you know, Kentucky's got. I mean, they got plenty of room. This game, you know, it's just it was just to see where you're measured at right now. And you know, they hung in with Kansas without a big guy. So I mean, there's some encouraging signs there from Kentucky. But what could have been right there? I mean, they could have they very well could have beat the number one team the other day. There's no doubt about it. 100%. It, any games you play on – any game you play before Thanksgiving or on Thanksgiving, the tournaments and all that and, and before, it's just a measuring stick to see where you're at. I mean, it's – you got a lot of learning to do and a lot of, you know, gelling with your teammate because a lot of schools, almost every school – right now around America has got new players because of the transfer board. I mean, it's just, it's just how it is. Kentucky's next matchup is Friday night. Tonight they'll play uh, the Stonehill Skyhawks. Uh, Stonehill has uh, – they lost to George Washington, which was – you know, it's an upset when one guy beats a whole team. <laughs> George Washington facing the whole Stonehill team. Uh, and then uh, – George Washington last week, I believe they played William and Mary. So, I mean, that was a two-on-one matchup, and I'm pretty sure Washington beat William and Mary. (laughs) Strange to watch on TV, a two-on-one matchup. And then uh, Stonehill beat the Army, got blown out by UConn, got blown out by St. Joe's. Kentucky should blow out this team. Uh, Kentucky really doesn't. You know, North Carolina's got a pretty strong schedule here coming up. Um, Kentucky, on the other hand, maybe not the best schedule coming up. I mean, they got they got Miami coming up. Yep, they got Stonehill, and they got St. Joe's, which you know it's a sneaky good matchup. Marshall, and then they got Miami, mm-hmm. and then you know UNC Wilmington, Penn, and uh, then they got a small team uh, from Chapel Hill uh, on the sixteenth. There's some there's some good games there. Uh, like I said, you know, some teams there that's not like Stonehill. Like where's Stonehill from? Texas A and M Commerce. What, well, I'm I'm gonna tell you. By the time we play each other on December 16th, I hope Kentucky has their big guys and all. Like I mean, I'll, I I'm sure you're the same way with Kentucky. Mm-hmm. If you want to be the man, you got to beat the man. 
So I want Kentucky to have their full arsenal come full force at Carolina, and I want to see how they handle it. And if we lose, we lose. I mean, it's just it's just how it is. But I'm hoping for a game like back in uh, 2017, 2018 season, or uh, no, 2016, 2017 season, where uh, Malik Monk <laughs> and was it Marcus Page that was going back and forth, where they were both like had a huge game in that Vegas yeah. CBS Classic with uh, yeah. Monk scoring 47 and Kentucky getting the win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was a fun regular season CBS Sports Classic. If we get that again, I'll, I'll sign up for that. I'll sign up for it too, but I, I don't want the end result to be the same as it was. Well, so. the, see, the thing is with that, this is like what we talked about the other day. This would be like – and see, I'm not bragging about it because ultimately later on in the season, North Carolina beat Kentucky in the tournament. So that regular season matchup did not matter. It was just a fun matchup. You know, we're not going to hang banners. We're not going to, you know, you know, have celebrations about it. This isn't Indiana beating about it. Because what happened later on in that season? Oh, yeah, that's right. Kentucky beat down Indiana to put them out of the tournament. But yet they still yep. celebrated in-season victory over a number one team. But Indiana's that, that was their championship, dude. They knew that, that was the only time they were going to beat Kentucky. That was it. They knew it. They haven't been relevant in the last 30-some years, and they're not starting now. Nope. Nope. But, uh, yeah, that's a little bit of basketball talk there we had. And uh, we did our preview of the football pickums this week. And, uh, man, we'll hop on here next week. And, uh, man, it'll be the last week of NCAA football. And then we'll have to do some – Basketball pickums, and we'll do the bowl games as well, man. Yeah, yeah, we'll do the bowl games. And, hey, who knows? Maybe we can start the. Uh, maybe we can fire up the old YouTube uh, uh, podcast for uh, basketball this year. Yeah, man. Uh, you know we we like to live stream some games, and we didn't do any this past week, but we did a couple last week on the Twitter. Uh, we we may get back into doing that again, and uh, man, uh, we'll just go from there. Yeah. All right, man. Well, I appreciate you hopping on and uh, making these picks again with me, and talking a little football, and talking a little college basketball, and it's always fun to do it. This is a great time of the year for all that. Oh, dude, it's this is like my favorite time of the year. You got college football, you got NFL, you got college basketball, you got NBA, you got nonstop sports every night. And that's all, that's what I'm about. So. Yeah, it's great. And we appreciate y'all listening and we'll catch you all in the next one later. All right. Peace.